It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wishing you and yours a very happy new year from the Locked On Cougars podcast. We've got a lot to cover ahead on today's show. We're talking BYU and their quarterback search. What is the latest when it comes to their transfer portal prospects? We'll dig into that. We're also talking BYU basketball up to number 12 in the country as they sit at 12-1 and and look ahead to Big 12 play. We've got it all ahead on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, by way of introduction, any of you who may be checking us out for the very first time in the new year, uh, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And I myself have been covering BYU for 13 years now on a professional basis. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, do ho- host this podcast every single day. Today's show, by the way, real quick, is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. It's brought to you the FanDuel Sportsbook. May every, make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simply put, uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Alright, let's get to, right to work on today's show. And BYU is uh, just under a week away from school starting in Provo. And obviously, with the start of the new semester. A number of uh, BYU football players will be enrolling. The big question mark remaining for, in my mind, I think many of you uh, out there would have the same thought, is that with the uh, transfer portal uh, cycle coming to a close, because the transfer portal is going to close here pretty quick, what is BYU doing at the quarterback position? Uh, I've talked about in recent podcasts going back to last week that I've actually appreciated BYU slow playing this a little bit, trying to make sure that they evaluate all their options when it comes to the transfer portal cycle and trying to find the best option available to them. Well, as a result of that, BYU has had a couple of athletes come onto the market that they may have to look at. Now, one has not officially entered the portal yet, and there's been a lot of speculation about the status around Devin Brown. Who knows what Devin Brown's going to do, the quarterback from Ohio State prepped at Corner Canyon for a year before enrolling at OSU. Uh, did get injured in their New Year's Six Bowl game, uh, but uh, who knows what his status is going to be. But the one that came on the market yesterday officially is Jaden Maiava. Now had a fantastic season this past year for UNLV as a freshman. Uh, 3,500 yards, led the running Rebels uh, to nine wins, which is just really, in many respects, unprecedented in recent times for UNLV. And he has officially entered the transfer portal. Now, I talk talked about this last month, and a couple of you got after me for continuing to mention his name. He's not actually in the portal, Jake. Well, here's the thing. I had been told by people uh, connected with the BYU football program to expect that Jaden Maiava was going to enter the transfer portal, and if he did, BYU would have very, very keen interest in bringing that kid in, if at all possible. Now the concern is that he's officially entered the transfer portal, as he made that announcement on New Year's Day, is that what is the price tag? 
for a guy like Jaden Maiava. I am hopeful that BYU can scrounge around in their NIL pocketbook and find enough money to be competitive because Jaden Maiava screams to me to be the type of quarterback BYU needs to run this system. What did I mean by that is he's got a true dual threat capability. And by the way, he's already proven at the college level. Uh, I think all of us were hoping to see Aiden Robbins come back for another season in a BYU uniform after what he had showed at UNLV during his lone season with the Rebels. Well, based on what Jaden Maiava showed at UNLV, you'd be very, very uh, keen to pick up on him. But let's put it also this way. There's going to be a number of football programs out there who are going to be very interested in bringing in a kid of Jaden Maiava's caliber. And the price tag, that, that I know that sounds so wrong to say, but in this day and age of college football, until NIL really gets reined in, and I have my doubts, it really can ever be put back into the bottle, as it were. Speaking of NIL, uh, the price tag is going to be a key, key part of BYU's chances of landing a quarterback of his ilk. Now, if BYU can get into the mix, uh, BYU would love, I'm sure, to be after him and make sure that they have an opportunity to bring him in. If it doesn't go that way, uh, I have uh, still been hearing that Gary Bohannon is still intent on going to BYU if everything gets worked out. I've been told that there have been some delays with him getting officially uh, accepted to BYU, enrolled in school. Now, he is a grad transfer, and uh, as it is with grad transfers. They're grad transfers for a reason. They actually have their degree in hand, and they're looking to attend a graduate program. Well, graduate programs at most university, B, most universities, BYU included, well, they're pretty choosy about who they enroll in their graduate programs. Could it be that he has picked a graduate program at BYU that they have a very limited enrollment, and they're having a very stringent a policy of who they accept into that program? That could be the case, but what I have been told is there's just been some delays with Gary Bohannon. Does that mean it doesn't get done before next month? Monday when school starts. It does not mean that by any means. But at the same time, if BYU can get themselves into the sweepstakes for a kid like Jaden Maiava, that would be absolutely awesome. Uh, for them, because I'm telling you, Jaden Maiava is like the the picture-perfect addition for BYU on paper. A young man who has got multiple years, I believe he's had three years, if I'm not mistaken, maybe he registered his first year, but he'd still have three years of eligibility remaining to play at BYU, and also has proven himself at the G5 level. Now he can come up to the Power 4 level and join BYU, and really, hopefully, be a guy that can compete, A, at minimum for playing time, and uh, more hopefully, he'd probably be the guy who's the number one quarterback going into 20 2024 leading BYU into Big 12 play. Be a really, really nice pickup for BYU if they can manage it. But let me reiterate one more time. How much does BYU have in their quote-unquote war chest money-wise, and can they get into the mix on that front? And by the way, the other question is, is Jaden Maiava even uh, considering BYU in his own right? We don't know that part of the equation either, but we all know this this day and age. Jaden Maiava's probably got people around him telling him, hey, you can cash in for X number of dollars if you decide to go into the transfer portal. It's a really uh, kind of sleazy thing to think that these guys are being influenced by that, but one thing that remains undefeated is the almighty dollar, folks. So... We'll see what happens. But BYU, I think, has played this transfer portal cycle the way that I would have liked them to have. Will it yield the best quarterback they can possibly muster? 
TBD, but uh, there are guys continuing to hop into the transfer portal, and BYU has not kind of uh, married themselves to a guy, and I know that sounds uh, wrong in a way, but they have not locked themselves down with somebody and don't have the flexibility of going after a guy like Jaden Maiava. So there is still a lot of work to be done because if you're going to get a kid like Jaden Maiava enrolled in school by Monday, well, you're going to do uh, yeoman's, uh, yeoman's, yeoman's uh, work uh, to get him uh, locked, sealed, signed, and delivered, but that a possibility still exists for BYU. All right, coming up here in a minute, let's flip over to BYU basketball for a little bit. Now, BYU basketball is uh, up to number 12 in the rankings. They're 12-1 and after the close of their non-conference slate. How are things looking for BYU? We'll dig into all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel's been working with us for months now. The best part is the NFL regular season is wrapping up. There's still time to get on, in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Think about that, my friends. The app is easy to use. There's so many different ways to play, like live same-game parlays, find bets with the new Explore tab. If you haven't necessarily considered some of these bets, they'll pop up and say, hey, that's one you may want to be uh, getting in on. You can do that. You also make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best find, best way to find popular parlays and hopefully uh, rack up the winnings. The best part is there's a myriad of other options out there for you guys. Spread, uh, player props, daily specials from our friends at FanDuel. It's all available to you now. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Once again, 150 ba- bucks back with a $5 bet win or lose. It's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Happy New Year to you all once again. Uh, if you have not done so already, please consider signing up for our Substack community. Uh, Substack, Subtext. Wow, Substack is a different uh, platform, but Subtext uh, community. Uh, join us. It's a way to interact with the show via direct uh, text messages to myself. Uh, I'm sending out daily updates, and that's my plan is uh, to really ramp that up here in the new year. So uh, those of you who already signed up for Subtext, expect uh, more text, more in tell from me as I am able to uh, get it and confirm it. We'll be sure to pass it along to you guys. It's really simple to sign up. Uh, in the show notes below on YouTube or also in the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast, all you got to do is enter your phone number, fill out a couple of pieces of information. You have a 14-day free trial to see if it's the right option for you, then it's $4.99 a month after that. And like I said, it's it's simple as the messages are coming directly to you via text message. You fire back a text, I see it instantaneously. It's a great way to connect with the show and obviously a great way to support the show as well. All right, so BYU basketball, now up to number 12 in the country. They have 12 wins. They're ranked number 12 in the country as they head into Big 12 play. Uh, 12's all around, everybody, and looking forward to this because BYU made very, very quick work of Wyoming uh, over uh, over the weekend, I should say, going back to Saturday. I was there at the Marriott Center along with 18,897 of you, I think is what they announced. It was a sellout, and the crowd filled in very, very nicely. Uh, props to all y'all. 
who uh, did uh, get out there to support the Cougars inside the Marriott Center. Big 12 play. If the, the crowd is going to be like that for the final non-conference game of the season, and by the way, it's been like 13,000, 14,000 all uh, non-conference uh, season long for BYU. I can only imagine what it's going to be like when Cincinnati shows up Saturday night and the rest of these Big 12 contests as the season uh, progresses here. But a lot of good things are happening for BYU basketball right now. They moved up to number three in the Ken Palm ratings, the highest they've ever reached in those ratings. Number 12 is the highest they've been uh, since, I think, uh, 2021. Uh, these are some pretty lofty things that this BYU basketball team is accomplishing right now. The big question is, can they keep it going here in Big 12 play? Uh, in talking with guys like Ken Pomeroy, obviously KenPom.com, as I mentioned, their BYU is up to number three in his rankings. He has said that if BYU sits at 500 in a Big 12 play, so if they split their games over the next two months and change, BYU very easily will find themselves in the NCAA tournament field in his mind. Anything above that, you're playing for seeding at that point. You can push yourself to a 6 or a 7 seed. They, I think in many respects, if BYU's 500 in Big 12 play, that probably puts them in line for an 8 or a 9 seed. And consider what that would have meant uh, for BYU those years in the Mountain, not the Mountain, well even the Mountain West Conference, even the West Coast Conference era for BYU. You had to have like 28 wins. You had to have uh, really locked up a bunch of big wins in the non-conference slate and hoped you would have uh, split games with the Zag in the West Coast Conference. Now a 500 record will get you into the big dance. How times have changed, how things have changed for BYU basketball, much like BYU football, it's a really, really fun time to be a fan of BYU because BYU is inside the, the club, as it were. They're part of the Power Six in uh, basketball. It'll be going to Power 5 next year with the Pac-12 going away. It's now Power 4 in football. But this BYU basketball team is rocking and rolling. And if, if you're not believing in them yet, I would encourage you to get on the bandwagon. This is a team that has got a lot of good things going for it. they got a bona fide NBA prospect and a guy like Jackson Robinson. And if Robinson continues to do his thing and what he's capable of doing is the sixth man off the bench for BYU, I have no reason to think that he's not going to be the sixth man of the year in the Big 12 if he continues to do what he's doing. A lot out there. We've had conversations. I've gone back and forth with a number of you who's saying that why isn't he in the starting lineup? Well, I, I honestly, I don't know. I'll be honest about that. And I mean, I have meant to ask Mark Pope that question point blank and I'll hopefully get to that uh, maybe as soon as this week in media availability ahead of BYU's opener against Cincinnati. But also, the, the other thing about it is he is uh, in a role perfectly suited for him to go in and dominate games. I, I think we make too much of starting and uh, the guys getting those that the honor of being one of the first five guys on the court in a game. Uh, there's a reason why there's a sixth man of the year award. The, the other thing about this is it opens up opportunities for guys like a kid like Jackson Robinson where in the starting lineup, he may not be getting as many looks as he gets when he's running with the second unit for BYU. And I know that sounds uh, disingenuous in a way because, well, obviously they're going to be the se second unit and there's obviously going to be more shots going to him. Yes, I get all that, but you need a scoring punch off the bench. You need a guy who can come in and cook people. Uh, those of you who are Utah Jazz fans, uh, up until this year, that was the role that Jordan Clarkson filled. And by the way, uh, props to Jordan Clarkson uh, getting a triple-double last night, the first one since 2008. Uh, just for context's sake, the last time the Utah Jazz had a triple-double uh, a player get a triple-double in 2008. It was February 13th, 2008. I was a week removed from turning 21. Let's put that put it that way. I was living in Hengchun, Taiwan, the southernmost city in Taiwan, and I was an LDS missionary. Uh, for context's sake, I'm now 36, almost 37. I'm married, and I have three kids. 
That should tell you everything you need to know about how long that was. But that's an aside. You'll listen to Locked On Jazz and David Locke, and I'm sure he'll be gushing about Jordan Clarkson's performance and that big win over the Dallas Mavericks. But nonetheless, uh, Jordan Clarkson filled that role for many, many years for the Utah Jazz, and he was so good at it. He won a Sixth Man of the Year award for the Utah Jazz off of the bench. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really advantageous thing to have a guy like Jackson Robinson capable of doing what he's doing. The other thing I really enjoyed coming out of this Wyoming game was the fact that Fuseni Traore has been out for well over a month at this point, and Mark Pope said he's trending towards playing this week against Cincinnati. And that's the timeline I was hoping it was going to be. He would be available for the start of Big 12 play. But the, the bigger thing against Wyoming in particular, how about a Tiki Aliatiki getting a career-high 14 points in that game? You're seeing Ali Khalifi, the Egyptian magician, continue to do his thing. Uh, he was stuffed in the stat box, 9 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. This is a guy who's really coming into his own as well. BYU is going to have a number of, of ways to attack opponents, especially with their big men in Big 12 play. We all know what Fuseni Traore brings. He's got the ability to play both offense and defense. He's the best two-way player, I would imagine, amongst all of BYU's big men. But you have a guy like Atiki Aletiki who's an absolute menace on the rim. You lob it up to him. He's more than often going to jam it on you. A guy like Atiki Aletiki, he'll step out to the three-point line, and if you don't step out with him, he'll can a three in your eye, and then, oh, by the way, the next possession down the court, he'll take that from the high post and deliver it on a, to a cutting uh, guard for a backside layup. That's the advantageous position BYU finds themselves in with this team in Big 12 play. They're shooting the three at a high level. They're taking good shots. They're sharing the basketball. There is so much to like about this BYU basketball team right now. And honestly, going into Big 12 play, anything lower than a 500 record at this juncture would be obviously a disappointment. Now, is that... Disappointment's a relative term, but here's the thing. Could things derail that? Obviously, injuries could derail it, and obviously BYU has been waiting for a guy like Fuseni Traore to get healthy, and having him on the court is going to make BYU that much more dangerous when it comes to their chances in Big 12 play. But I think the Cougars, uh, led by Mark Pope, have been managing things the right way. The other thing about this is I'm getting no sense uh, of an ego from this team. They know what they have in front of them. They know what they're going up against. They've actually been very, very humble in many respects about what they're going to face in Big 12 play, and I respect the heck out of that because they understand that they have a lot going for them, and they very easily could be thinking, hey, we arrived. We're, we're the best thing ever. They, they easily could believe that about themselves, but the nice part about this BYU men's basketball team is they still feel like they have not arrived yet. They still feel hungry, and not, maybe they are just uh, putting on a facade uh, for those for those of us in the media who talk to them on a weekly basis and maybe they're uh, really thinking okay we, we we're, we're gonna do something here if they do great if they don't so be it but we're all gonna learn a lot about them in the coming days and weeks because this big 12 conference it is an absolute bear trap uh, of a conference like some of the worst teams in this conference are you uh, you uh, UCF was supposed to be the dregs of the Big 12 alongside BYU, who, by the way, once again, let me remind you, now ranked 12th in the country. Crazy to think that. But BYU was picked 13th. UCF was picked 14th. And the 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 Knights are 9-3. and three. So if the worst team in the conference, at least projected-wise, is 9-3, and three, whew, it's going to be very... Very high-level basketball. going to be very, very stiff tests for BYU. They have a number of road games that look very daunting in many respects. And I would say that BYU probably is sitting there thinking, okay, maybe we're not necessarily the 12th best team in the country, but go out there and play like your hair's on fire. Continue to do the things that you've done all season long and let the 
let the results fall by the wayside. If you pick up some losses here and there, so be it. But here's the thing. The national pollsters watch these Big 12 games. They will know what BYU is doing. And now if BYU goes on this extended losing streak and they all of a sudden have been exposed, okay, maybe we'll have a different conversation. But they are 12-1. and one. They're ranked 12th in the country, and now they're headed into Big 12 play. And I, for one, I am very excited to see where things go. And it's an awesome, awesome time to consider that a 500 record in conference could see BYU with a single-digit seed in March Madness coming up in just a couple of months' time. We'll see. It's going to be a very, very uh, fun race to the finish, but uh, we'll be tracking it uh, game by game, podcast by podcast right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, coming up here in a minute, uh, we will round out today's show with a couple of notes on BYU women's basketball. And did you guys hear what Fran Frischilla said over the weekend? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all that. We got that coming up right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. Uh, learn and Earn is the UC, part of the UCCU mobile banking app. It is paying your entire family to learn about money. Now, in the new year, a lot of us have resolutions. We're all trying to get smarter about things. Well, I have decided I'm going to make a renewed effort to get smarter about my money and finances in general. And I have started uh, using the Learn and Earn app, uh, feature inside the UCCU mobile banking app. I have been a member of UCCU since I was a young child. I really got my account when I was uh, eight or nine years old. I've had it for years, and they're my primary banking institution. So, might as well take advantage of. This. The best part is uh, they break down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games featuring quizzes and trivia. And every time a member of your family or yourself completes a topic, you earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. I can tell you this much. I am going to be cashing in on my Nike habit uh, with these gift cards, hopefully. The best part is age-appropriate content for every member of the family. Y'all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And the best part is Learner is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app. So the more you uh, play, the more you learn. And, of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. You can play it anytime, anywhere. So take advantage of it today, my friends. It's Learn and Earn, part of Utah Community Credit Union's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financial financially literate together. It's all courtesy of UCCU. Love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I uh, would encourage you guys with a new year here. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Day is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows, which cover every league as well. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. All right, uh, a couple of notes before we go on today's show. Once again, I hope you had a fantastic Fantastic new year. Now, the BYU women's basketball team, uh, the men's team starts Big 12 play this week. The women's basketball team opened up Big 12 play this past weekend in uh, Fort Worth against number 23 TCU. And BYU battled. Uh, they did fall behind 9-0 early on, battled back to uh, catch up, but never really were able to get control of this game. Ultimately fell to number 23 TCU, 81-67. 
I think this season for Amber Whiting and her really young team is going to be one of just learning what it's going to take to compete in the Big 12. Uh, this is a BYU team that has got a lot of youth on it. Now, they have a couple of uh, proven veterans, obviously, but the, the thing is about this, Kaylee Wolston, uh, uh, Amari Whiting, you look at all these athletes, some of the best players for BYU, they're freshmen and sophomores. They're very, very young. Uh, Kaylee Wolston led BYU with 15 points in this game. Our freshman backcourt, Amari Whiting finished 13 points in the game as well. So nice to see them having good performances. Then Lauren Gustin, who is one of the lone veterans on this team, she's in her final go uh, with BYU. She had her nation-leading 12th double-double of the season, uh, 68th of her career, 10 points, 16 rebounds uh, in the loss for BYU. So uh, the good news is BYU is competing. Can they get over the hump and win their fair share of games in this Big 12 season? But I think this is a little different uh, scenario for BYU women's basketball than it is for men's basketball. The women's team, we all know that there's going to be some struggles, some youthful moments where they're going to struggle, but they're back in action at home this coming Wednesday. The Oklahoma Sooners are coming to Provo. Uh, they, that'll be a 7 o'clock tip. It'll be on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus if you want to tune into that. By the way, if you want to get a chance to see some BYU basketball and have a chance to sit really close close uh, to the action, the women's basketball team is the way to do it. So if you have an opportunity of an open Wednesday night, get down to the Marriott Center and enjoy that game. It'd be a great opportunity uh, for you to do that. Obviously, uh, other things that came out this weekend, uh, Fran Fraschilla was on the call uh, this weekend in a, a broadcast on Saturday, and he made the comment, I, 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 I hate BYU, or he hates BYU. I don't remember what the exact context was. And I saw this uh, pop up on social media, and I was like, okay, uh, there's got to be context here for it. And uh, Fran Fraschilla did address it on social media. He said, uh, first of all, I have many friends at BYU Basketball, including the, uh, the great Jimmer Fredette. Secondly, I'm excited about calling their games in the Big 12 Conference this year. Go back and listen closely, uh, because it was meant as a compliment. When I coached them in the Mountain West, uh, nobody played harder. Happy New Year's, Katrina. That was the fan I think he was addressing. Go Cougs. Now, I, I, I get that we can be very reactionary, and when you see a quote about Fran Fraschilla hates BYU on social media, the immediate uh, reaction is, what? what's Fran saying? Because he, he is calling BYU games. He does it for ESPN. He's been very, actually, very outspoken about BYU's addition to the Big 12 Conference. But here's the thing. Fran Fraschilla knows what BYU's all about. He coached New Mexico. It was in the, what was it, the late 90s? I think across the 2000 mark. It was like 90, I want to say 98 to 2003, somewhere in that range. He coached the New Mexico Lobos. He went up against the Steve Cleveland-led BYU men's basketball team. And many of you recall those Steve Cleveland teams. They were some of the hard no, hardest-nosed BYU basketball teams you're ever going to see. McKelly Wesley was out there, guys. Were just, it was it was hard-nosed basketball. Uh, funny enough, Trent Whiting, I, I think, was during that era as well. Obviously, he had that lone semester at BYU after transferring uh, from Utah to BYU. But there were some really, really good teams uh, during that era. And I think that's where Fran's uh, frame of reference is coming from. No, he does not hate BYU. Let's be real. Uh, but it was kind of a funny thing that I saw on social media. Like, hold on. Fran Fraschilla hates BYU. And then I started looking into it. I saw his response. And, yeah, it, it, he was just trying to say BYU is a tough team to play. And, by the way, if you're a BYU basketball fan, you hope that teams in the Big 12 Conference come to hate BYU. Remember back in the WAC and the Mountain West eras, BYU was one of those teams other teams loved to hate. Because of why? Because BYU kicked their butts routinely. 
If it gets to that level for BYU, that's actually a really, really good sign for BYU in the Big 12 Conference. That means they have arrived. They have been a team that is now feared, and people want to loathe them. Uh, There were a a lot of uh, fans during the uh, West Coast Conference era that complained about the fact the lack of uh, fan support outside of Gonzaga and even St. Mary's to a degree uh, for the other West Coast Conference schools. They didn't really have that disdain. They wouldn't show up to uh, uh, pregame work Workouts and be booing BYU when they came on came onto the court. I can remember vividly those eras uh, back in the Mountain West and the WAC eras when BYU would go to places like the Pit in New Mexico and go to the AA, the Arena Auditorium in Laramie, Wyoming. They're getting booed from the second they take the court, like two hours before the game. That is the hope that it gets to that level for BYU in the, um, in the Big 12 Conference because that means BYU has arrived, they're competing, and oh, by the way, they're winning. That is what you want as a BYU basketball fan. So let's not overreact too harshly, and let's love up Fran for still a lot because he has been a big proponent of BYU for years. And even before BYU joined the Big 12 Conference, he talked about the fact that he wanted to see BYU get this opportunity, and now they have it. So, yes, I, I get that the social media reaction can get a little out of control control but I think Fran uh, his comments were not out of context and when you when you see just the, like I said the, the Fran for sure hates BYU okay you're going to react and be very defensive but understand that there is a context to all things and be a little uh, more careful and a little slower uh, to react without understanding the full context of what Fran and others might be saying about your beloved Cougars alright there you go that's what I got for you guys on this Tuesday edition of the show a big thank you as always for your continued support of the podcast sign up for the subtext community now and obviously continue to join us every single day Uh, my goal here all year long I've been doing this for five and a half plus years now every single day uh, covering BYU is to make you the most well-informed BYU fan that I can. So share this with your family and friends. Uh, continue to join us every single day. A big thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And obviously a big thank you to all of you for making it your first listen of the day as well. So until tomorrow, my friends, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.